0: Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, Armstrong and Getty Show. The reality is uh, that, that Twitter at this point, you know, has uh, a very far left bias, um, and I, I would classify myself as as a moderate, and you know, ne- neither the Republican nor nor Democrat. Um, and in fact, uh, I have voted voted overwhelmingly for Democrats uh, historically, overwhelmingly. Like I'm not sure. I might never have voted for a Republican, just to be clear. Right. Um now now this election I will
1: A guy who's never voted for a Republican, Elon Musk, world's richest man there, declaring he's now gonna vote Republican. He tweeted that Democrats were mostly the kindness party, but they've become the party of division and hate, so I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. And and Elon tweeted, Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. Popcorn emoji.
0: Well, he has just tacked on to that tweet, judging by the... Keeping in mind now, he said, The Democrats have become the party of division and hate, so I can't support them. Then he just tweeted, Judging by the relentless hate stream from the far left, this tweet was spot on. So he accused them of being hateful and divisive, and they responded with divisive hate. I mean... Mm, needs no further comment, I guess. God, if I ever want to sell
1: my Tesla, up until six months ago, I lived in the best place in the world to sell a Tesla. Now, if I want to sell it, I'm going to have to ship it to Texas or Tennessee or something.
0: <laughs> wow, political consumerism. Is that going to go away at some yeah, point? You remember
1: think? that uh, Gallup we had the other day? 90, oh, yeah. 90% of Americans want corporations to stay out of politics. 90% of
0: Americans yeah yeah uh, it's interesting um, yeah we probably don't have time for this. <sighs> Elon Musk is number one, I think he's right, but that you know the the crazy people on the left think their people are right too. Um, I'm trying to how is this different? Well he hasn't he is not like advocating punishing anybody for their politics or anything. I mean, he moved Tesla. Oh, I've got a great article on all the businesses leaving California for Texas. But um, he said, no, it's purely an economic decision. It's just too hard to operate in California.
1: Yeah, well, there's, there's a huge difference between I'm moving my business because the taxes are too high or you wouldn't let me be open. Then I'm moving my b- business because of
0: your abortion policy. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Right. So anyway, uh, moving along, uh, bingo, bango, bongo, all sorts of news stories to get to, uh, each deserving a minute or two. The premier of Alberta, that's like the government, the governor of one of the big provinces in Canada, is, is mocking the Biden administration. You think of Canada as lefty or center-left, but Alberta's the big kind of, you know, the, the, the bread y self-reliant people. Have you ever watched the uh, Kenny show on the Netflix or whoever has that? It's pretty funny. It's kind of that part of Canada. But anyway... Um, this article is talking about how the White House has systematically made it impossible to produce domestic energy, canceling that gigantic, uh, one of the biggest oil leases in history. They, they, uh, they canceled it. The uh, Keystone XL pipeline. If you don't know much about oil drilling, it, it, it is a step-by-step dance with the government and regulations and lease rights and the rest of it. And if the administration makes it clear that we are going to make it brutal every single step of the way, the oil companies don't invest the enormous amount of money it takes to see whether a certain area is actually going to yield enough oil to make it make sense. And so anybody, everybody in the oil industry will tell you, oh, no, no, you can't be drilling now. You can't be producing oil now. They've made it clear we're going to brutalize you if you try. So anyway. And that's a, gas prices a, at record high several times this week. Only an idiot would leave that out. I thank you for filling in that gap. Um, but so the premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney... Um, uh, was not just making the case for oil imports from Canada. He also slammed the Biden administration's energy policies when he spoke to the Senate Committee of Energy and Natural Resources a couple of days ago. Not surprisingly, you did not see these headlines, but you'll, you'll hear them here. He said, and I quote, I'm proud to say that Alberta is home to the world's third largest proven and provable probable oil reserves about 180 billion barrels one of the world's largest reserves of natural gas the province of alberta owns those resources and has the exclusive constitutional power to regulate their production after the united states has spent hundreds of billions of dollars securing persian gulf energy over the last 50 years it turns out that the solution to the challenge of energy security is your closest friend and ally He reminded senators of the painful reality that the invasion of Ukraine has brought to mind, that dictators in charge of vast stores of energy are dangerous for everyone. And then he turned his sights on the White House, and I quote, That's why we were so taken aback when President Biden vetoed the Keystone XL pipeline. It would have safely delivered 830,000 barrels a day of responsibly, carefully produced Canadian energy to the U.S., more than displacing the 670,000 barrels a day that you bought from Putin's Russia last year. We were also perplexed when the administration's response to sky-high gas prices was to plead with OPEC to produce and sell more oil while working to lift sanctions on Iranian and Venezuela and exports it's what yeah uh, oh he, he's just getting started white house officials have reportedly discussed a presidential visit to saudi arabia to press for more production of their oil and exports to the u.s oil that is used to buy cluster bombs dropped on yemeni civilians senators calgary's a lot closer to washington than riyadh and you don't need the u.s navy's fifth fleet to patrol the great lakes wow just does everybody quote, understand what's going on here To quote former Montana Governor Brian Schweitzer, we don't have to send the National Guard into Alberta... It was a brutal takedown of the ridiculous Biden administration policy of looking for oil from nations that should be our uh, that should be our enemies. And as he, he hinted, also have vastly looser environmental policies than our friends in Canada. It's so nonsensical, but it seems to
1: work on your green environmentalist types that, well, at least we're not producing
0: the oil in North America. And by by allowing the pipeline to operate, we would be doubling down on the fossil fuels that are causing the climate change. We're still using every bit as much. We're not doubling down on anything. We're doubling down on Iran expanding their oil production and Venezuela and Russia, you freaking lunatics. What do you not get about the fact we're nowhere near ready for your green utopia and to the extent that we're going to use fossil fuels, we got to use the cleanest ones delivered in the cleanest way possible. You effing idiots! It
1: is. You having a good time, Joe? It is extraordinary. Oi! Whether it's the fact that they don't care what they do to the earth while they're extracting it, or the fact that they use their profits in some cases to evade other countries and kill
0: in- innocents,
1: either way, it's just moronic.
0: It is, it is, and you know reserving my right to change my mind if it turns out he he he, he hits his wife or he kicks his dog or something my new hero is Jason Kenny of Alberta Canada. well said Jason Alberta,
1: Alberta. Oh, wow. Where'd you sleep last night? Alberta, Alberta. Where'd you sleep last night? Came home this morning. Your clothes don't fit you right. That's a good blues song right there.
0: What are you suggesting? (laughs) That hurts. Ouchie. That one hurts. Mm, Left a Mark.
1: Dang it. That story is it's been around for a while, but it's it's been around for a long while because Obama was fighting the whole keystone thing and they would order another, uh, you know, evaluation of it and it would still come back good, but they'd still cancel it. And it's this story has been around for a long time and the moronic
0: environmental left won't do the sensible thing. You know, it reminds me of the question JT posed via email that we talked about before. Is it deliberate and cynical or are they delusional cultists. Well, the the cynical look at the polls and they say, oh, that uh, 20% of Americans who's uh, concerned about climate change, uh, you know, in their top three concerns, uh, they've heard the Keystone XL is, is a bad idea. So if we cancel it, they'll be happy with us. And they don't give a single F or H, if you prefer softer language, uh, they don't give a heck about... <laughs> The actual environmental impact of it, all they care about is moving the polls and getting Internet contributions to their fat, fat coffers that they use to hire their fat, fat brothers-in-law to be their media consultant or their, you know, communications expert. Oh, it's so despicable. It's pretty awful. This is why my blood pressure is high. (laughs) I can't. I can't stand. I. I got to become an entomologist or something. I'm interested in bugs. I just. I can't study this grubby, idiotic politics of ours anymore. It makes me insane. Anyway, enough of that.
1: Um, People are wondering why the Philadelphia Phillies baseball team have had six brain cancer deaths in recent times. Like uh, former players, that sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. Wow, that is scary. That's a lot. And they wow. need to investigate a link, doctors say. Uh, what could possibly yeah. be going on with the Philadelphia Phillies where you'd have six people die of brain cancer?
0: Something in the locker room? or, or, or The stadium was built over a Superfund site or something. I don't know. That Philly Just fanatic
1: guessing. thing, that big green thing? That well, he's around.
0: obviously mutated from you know something else. Sure, that'd give you the brain cancer. Sure. Uh, oh, a former Trump aide has posted online more than a hundred and twenty thousand Hunter Biden emails from the abandoned laptop. Took the time. What they reveal will shock you. I want to hear that. Have you seen the picture yet of his teeth? Uh, um, when he had the the meth mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. Oh. Oh, because the Bidens have good chiclets, or at least oh, yeah. good fake chiclets. Well, they're fake chiclets, yeah. But, uh, man. Fake had- hair, fake chiclets. <laughs> oh, he he had the meth. He's cringy, super cringy. Oh, wow, that's rough.
1: Anyway, uh, people's uh, teeth problems and other things on the way. So we haven't talked about the horrifying shooting in Buffalo over the weekend today. Um, you know, who was it? Maybe it was Tucker Carlson. Somebody made the point. You know, there was a almost exactly the same sort of shooting in Colorado a year ago, but it didn't have the racial elements, so people didn't pay much attention to the fact that also 10 people were murdered at a grocery store by a crazy person. Um, you know, anyway, I don't want to go down that road, but and this guy was so crazy for so long in so many different ways. The, the kid that killed all those people.
0: Yeah. You know, I think, and I understand why the left goes at the, uh, semi-automatic rifles from their point of view. I understand that. I'm not saying I agree. I just, I get it. <clears throat> I think what we as a society aren't dealing with at all because there's no solution to it is the role of the internet and in all this. How people with the most extreme, ugly ideas find enough people to say, yeah, you're right, that those ideas grow and fester in a way that they never could before.
1: Yeah. So a 911 call from that day has emerged. Somebody that was watching the horror unfold. We haven't heard this yet, so I don't know. I want to make sure
0: you understand what this is. It's somebody that was calling 911, and she describes what happened
1: when she called 911.
0: I just heard the gunshots and just dropped down to the ground. I tried to call 911 and I was whispering cuz I could hear him close by and when I whispered on the phone to 911 the dispatcher would start yelling at me saying why are you whispering you don't have to whisper and I'm trying to tell her like ma'am he's in the store he's shooting He's an active shooter I, I'm scared for my life and she said something crazy to me and then she hung up in my face and I had to call my boyfriend to tell him to call 911 Well, it's a crappy, crappy 911 operator, and they should be fired and get a new line of work.
1: Yeah. um, I'm not blaming, I'm not criticizing anybody here, because, you know, who knows how anybody would react if they're in one of those situations. I don't think I'd think of calling 911 just because I would think that they're not going to be able to do me any good. I'm putting all uh, my mental energy into either uh, apprehending this person or getting out of there.
0: Yeah, I I get that. Although I think that was a heroic thing to do. She knew we need to get the cops here immediately to save lives. I, in, in spite of my personal danger, I'm going to call and try to get them here. Yeah, these things last like a thirty
1: seconds most of the time. God, it's a just it's amazing how much mayhem can happen in such a short a time.
0: Yeah, yeah. This this was an exception to that rule, though, as it went on for a while. The the poor the hero uh, uh, security guard, the retired cop. Exchanged fire, hit the guy several times, but the body armor protected the the murderous uh, psychotic boy, and uh, the rampage continued. So, different topic. The G7
1: is getting together today, the group of seven, and you see they're doing a an, an exercise for another pandemic to try to be more prepared the next time a worldwide pandemic hits. which might be 100 years before we get another one, but
0: they're getting together to... Do a I don't know. Let's check on what Dr. Fauci is funding these days, huh? Oh, oh, I represent science.
1: They're going to do a realistic exercise in which a smallpox pandemic results from a
0: leopard bite. That's interesting. Wow. There's a lot to dig into there. Is that a possibility? Could that happen? Are there smallpox For ridden For me leopards? today, a very small possibility. I mean, I don't see more than two, three leopards running around on an average day. And then you got to come across one that has smallpox? Is that a thing? I guess. So, okay, let's play this out. So some leopard's running around in Africa, I presume, bites some poor son of a gun, gives him the pox, he starts spreading it around. That's what we're trying to figure out how we'll deal with? How about another Chinese freaking bat flu? Can we go there? Yeah. Or would the, the Chinese quash that at the WHO or whatever?
1: So my fourth grader was working on something at school, learning how to make... Tables, not like in shop class like I did, but on a computer where you have like a table of like a graph. Oh, you I know, see, That yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Remember when you had to learn all that stuff? God, I found that boring. I found it inc- just so intuitively easy to grasp. Why do we have to spend more than, like, two minutes
0: on this? (laughs) That's funny. That was the same thing. I was like, yeah, I get it. All right, can we move
1: on? We're going to have a test on how many oranges did the the, the grocery store sell. Yeah, you go to that column right there. It's it's, it's really not that hard. (laughs) Anyway, Mm. he had to put together a table, and uh, he came up with suggestions for allowance. And he's got the chores in one column, the payment in one column, and then... And then, like, a comment column. So, for instance, under chores, it's take out the trash. He believes the payment should be $2. And then the note next to it was not too heavy. Uh, Clean bathroom, $5. Clean bathroom, two times a week. Do dishes, $3. Not too gross. Do laundry, $6. Not all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I'll do it sometimes, but I don't need the money that bad. Some weeks you think, all right, let's get on top of this. Some weeks you think, I got two pair of underpants left.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I agree. Cleaning the bathroom or doing the dishes, as long as it's not too gross, eh, maybe I'll do it. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty. show I've been waiting.
1: some unintentionally amusing testimony from the abortion hearings yesterday
0: in washington dc maybe we'll get to that this hour and unintentionally hilarious explanation of why the department of homeland security has paused the misinformation disinformation bureau idea uh, we'll get to that eventually. Also, Hunter Biden's emails have been unleashed by the hundreds of thousands, and the story they tell is one that's pretty damn clear, if anybody's uh, listening. Um, I wanted to, wanted to hit this, though, because I found it so eloquent and so important. There's this conference that goes on in Dallas now and again called the Old Parkland Conference. It was started by Thomas Sowell, who's one of the great thinkers of our time or any other uh, happens to be a black man, and he is uh, a conservative in, in most ways. Uh, he doesn't believe in affirmative action, that sort of thing. Um, and one of the speakers um, was uh, Professor Glenn Lowry of Brown University. He's an economist, and uh, he, he got up and he delivered just a, a thunderstorm of a speech. And uh, this writer's describing it. I think it was, is it, uh, yeah, Kevin Williamson. Uh, is describing it. He said he's a more emotional man than I had expected. He doesn't sound like an economist, at least in this context. When he speaks about racial preferences, his voice shakes a little with a combination of anger, indignation, and sadness. You took away the standard, he said. But I was going to exceed the standard. How do we prove ourselves when we're held to a lower standard? As he's referring to my people and 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 the rest of it, it's uh, powerful, powerful stuff. And I thought of that quote, which I'd read the other day uh, when I came across this news article. Barrington, Rhode Island, uh, public schools are among the best in the state. It's a pretty affluent area. Uh, many parents move to the district, tolerate the higher taxes, because the academic rigor that sets their children up for attending Ivy League schools or receiving academic merit scholarships are worth it. However, all of that academic appeal is being chipped away. The district has brought in so-called an equity and inclusion agenda. And they're putting it into work, putting it into place, including deleveling Yet another woke term we need to learn. De-leveling, or the system of universal learning. Long story short, it's removing special classes, sometimes for special needs kids, but also advanced classes, honors classes, gifted classes, that sort of thing. We're going to level education. So when it came out that the new Office of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion was going to remove the opportunity for kids to excel academically, rage broke loose among parents of all political stripes, worth noting, after the honors students were targeted. School announced that the honors days of honored, honors English and social studies were gone and more to come. During a meeting recently over uh, quite a few parents and students scolded the school board. Um, And this one I love. One mother said, my daughter has lost out on opportunities which could affect merit scholarships for her, which I think is appalling. You don't really know what you're doing with this. And a parent who identified himself as a dentist with immigrant parents from Mexico said, you guys are doing this for someone like me. My parents didn't speak English. Nobody asked me about doing this. Look, I'm the person you're supposedly trying to help. So you guys have your own idea of what diversity, equity, and inclusion means. And it doesn't take into account an actual person that's been through some of the worst public schools in Chicago, lives in neighborhoods where people are shooting each other, drug dealers and gang members. That's where I grew up till I was about 12. So how come no one is asking me? I have a lot to share. If you guys really believe in equity, then pick an average or below average dentist and see what you get. Find a below average dentist and start going to them. No, you guys get the ratings. You get the reviews and you pick the best that's available. And you know what? For some fields, that's what you need. You need the best. And I'm here to speak about that. It's embarrassing that you guys have done that. I thought that was great. That is
1: good. Um it's it's bad on both ends obviously. The whole doing away with honors classes or uh uh you know whatever you want to call it, classes for extra smart kids, that's bad. But the other end of it with the lowering of the standards, god dang it. So the the upper end of it while it is I'm against it, but but those people because they are smart will find their way in the world? How about that bottom half? who are now being allowed to skate because they've lowered the standards so much. How are those kids ever going to make it in the world? Oh, it's sick.
0: And the, the administrators and teachers who benefit from having low or no standards, because all of a sudden their graduation rates look great. They pretend that it's for the, benefits of the benefit of the kids. What could be more cruel or horrifying? God and it's coming it. from the left, who claims to care about these kids.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you get to a place where you think allowing a kid who doesn't have basic math proficiency and can't read very well, but telling them they graduated high school and send them out in the world at eighteen, that you've done them a favor in any way, you've set them up for misery, drug yeah. abuse, suicide, all the most horrible things out there, deaths of despair, because you didn't give them an education.
0: You gave him a diploma. How do you not get that? So Katie Novak, a consultant who works with Barrington schools to implement equity and inclusion, said de-leveling allows for the dismantlement of ableist structures. That's a quote. Too many individuals in schools support oppressive and ableist structures where advanced access to advanced coursework is a privilege that students have to earn. All students deserve opportunities to access grade-level instruction and become expert learners. And this is not possible when we continue to track students in different levels based on antiquated models of school success. You are so crazy. Yeah, that person is freaking nuts. So, at one point, she says, all students deserve the opportunities to access the chance to become expert learners, but those who've proved they're ready for it don't deserve access to it at all. It shouldn't exist. Which one is it, you crazy person? Yeah. A longtime Barrington resident and founder of Legal Insurrection says, "Deleveling is part of an agenda of equalizing outcomes. This equal results approach stems from critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion, which posits that unequal outcomes are the result of systemic bias and discrimination. Equity, in particular, is the code word for bringing high achievers down to equalize outcomes. Equity has become an unhealthy obsession, and parents are seeing the impact.
1: Disparate, disparate impact is one of the worst uh, philosophies infecting america um yeah like i said i mean it's bad on all ends but at least the kids denied stuff on the smarter end are still smart and going out into the world god those people that are being turned out on the lower end to to bring it all together to the middle oh my god what are you doing to people
0: well and i would say in defense of those uh those bright kids who sit there bored to tears listening to the basic level stuff because they got it the first minute they heard it they will not automatically become successful they will lose interest they will leave they will abandon education in in large numbers it's not automatic that they'll just overcome being forced to sit in a classroom listening to crap that's too basic for them it's awesome sure sure it's hard to imagine how you'd come to this worldview Oh, I know it. It's so sick. Fight against it, friends. Oh, and fight against the rando stealing your crap, too. A word from our friends at Simply Safe Security. Uh, Simply Safe Home Security is the best system you can get. Uh, I love the wireless outdoor camera. If some scumbag comes to steal your stuff, rip off your kid's bike, break into your garage, you're not only going to have high def video of them, You'll have high def even at night. You'll see a license plate number if that car parks within the field of the camera, which is quite wild, uh, quite wide, rather. Right? It's great.
1: Crime is at an all-time high. Well, not all time, but uh, for the last many, many decades. And uh, you know it. You hear about it all the time. So protect yourself, protect your home, protect your stuff, and you can do it for less than a dollar a day. And no long-term contract to lock you into something you don't
0: like. They trust that you're going to like it. It's simply safe because yeah, It's won all kinds of awards. And if your state is on fire will be soon, they have uh, fire sensors too and all sorts of great stuff to protect what you care about. Customize the perfect system for your home and your needs in just a few minutes. It's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today. They've got a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring for using our code. You're going to be glad you did. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Don't wait till some scumbag breaks into your house. You know, one more thing on the
1: education thing. The over like the 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 real big picture problem with all of this as opposed to the individuals we were talking about a little bit ago is you don't maximize the use of all your talent in the country and so you can't mm-hmm. compete against countries that do maximize their talent better like you know like China's going to or a lot of other countries where they have really really or have their eye out for the best and the brightest and put them on a certain path um uh, communist systems, thank goodness, in terms of us competing with them, are not good at doing that, so they will fail. But, we're, we're eliminating so many opportunities to utilize all the talent we have in this country which is just terrible, and then you got all the people out there who aren't going to be able to do anything, also graduating, and as we've been talking about for a long time, a lot of people going to college and not learning anything, (laughs) hardly anything, coming out with a bunch of debt and no knowledge. I mean, what kind of utilization of talent is that for a nation?
0: Well, college has become luxury diploma mills to employ the vast legion of deans and, and, you know, Equity and inclusion, people, or whatever—it's just—it's sad, you know. The Joe Getty Doctrine, which I stole directly from Jordan Peterson, is that we need hierarchies, we need excellence, we need the ability to achieve and superachieve. I mean, to even say, to have to say that—it strikes me as strange, but of course, we need to be able to find excellence and help it along. We also need to make sure always that that bottom rung of the ladder that we all start on is available to all we need to make sure little kids are getting educated we need to make sure racial discrimination does not hold them back we need both of them always to argue that we don't need one or the other is indefensible morally intellectually and as an american we got an important update on an important story
1: golden state warriors defeated the dallas mavericks last night in uh san francisco Western Conference Finals. So they moved their arena. The Golden State Warriors used to play in Oakland, did forever, and now they're in San Francisco. And some people were worried that you know the 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 fan base would change and they wouldn't be as. No, they were into it. I mean, that was one raucous, raucous crowd, including afterwards for the post game in which you had Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley and a bunch of people out there. And the crowd spent a lot of time chanting "Barkley sucks, Barkley sucks." Uh it turns out that Shaq was egging on the crowd, according to someone who was there, and holding up signs to start the Barkley sucks" chants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love that.
0: The modern world of sports. <laughs> and then Charles Barkley uh, responded uh, eloquently and uh, with his usual reserve. Oh, Chuck, we want <laughs> to leave me alone. Chuck. Leave me alone, or I'll come to your house and blank your mama. To which they mostly
1: giggled. (laughs) Shaq, he was doing something. He kept holding a paper up to his face and turning toward the crowd. I couldn't tell what he was doing, but he was trying to start the "Barclay sucks chants. There you go. I don't approve. The ugly modern world. Behemoths.
0: Encouraging crowds into uh, bad language. So if you were to scan 128,000 of Hunter Biden's emails, what would you find? The shocking revelations. Next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Maybe uh, hour four of the show will get to the ridiculous question and answer going on during the abortion hearings yesterday. Like, uh, can men get abortions? Guess the answer.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, we'll have that for hour four. Plus, the Bureau of Disinformation shut down because they're so butthurt over the alleged disinformation about it coming out. Funny stuff, unintentionally so. So, uh, one of the, uh, one of the folks who worked for the Trump administration went to the trouble of posting more than 120,000 emails from Hunter Biden's laptop online. Um, the site, which we'll have a link for you at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Also allows users to download all the emails for Mac or Windows computers. Uh, Among the thousands of emails in the publicly posted database is the infamous 10% for the big guy message. In which Hunter's business partner, James Gillier, appeared to suggest that Hunter should hold 10% of the equity in their multi-million dollar deal with the Chinese on behalf of his father, President Joe Biden. Now, you could argue the big guy is not identified, Although it is fairly well-known, well, well-known, uh, I, well, well uh, I I think you are really over-egging the pudding if you suggest that it's not clear that it's Joe Biden. I mean, uh, the uh, testimony of their former business partner saying, oh, yeah, you can never refer to Joe Biden as Joe Biden. It was always a euphemism. Um, so anyway. Another email in the database previously published shows Hunter describing an extraordinarily apparent quid pro quo with a Mexican billionaire's son, outlining how he got him into the White House and into the inauguration and thanking him for visits to his luxury villa. Some messages did not appear to be included in a previous database. One email published uh, shows Hunter inviting his foreign business partners and associates to a 2015 dinner at Washington, D.C. restaurant Cafe Milano. In the email, he reveals that his father will be secretly joining and says that the dinner is ostensibly to discuss food security. The White House at first denied that then-Vice President had gone to the dinner, but when photographs emerged, they eventually admitted that, yeah, uh, the old man was there.
1: I still don't see how any of this is worth digging into
0: or reporting at all. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine why. That old hack Joe Biden, when he was veep and thought that was the end of the political role, uh, road, was uh, running an influence-peddling scheme with his uh, ne'er-do-well lawyer son. Yeah. Bingo. I guess not. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Where else do we have? Uh, They're calling it the Rosetta Stone of understanding the uh, Biden influence peddling uh, scheme. Uh, Let's see. The Rosetta Stone, the modern Rosetta Stone of white and blue collar crime. This explains all these emails explain how it works in Washington, D.C. It's an unprecedented. It's like. it's like when the FBI successfully wiretaps a mobster for years and you finally have a really full understanding of, oh, that's how that all works. Hmm. That's, that's how they run their network. That's how they assign this. And that's, okay, now we get it. Well, this is, a, this is an incredibly rich treasure trove of this is how you run an access peddling scheme and enrich your relatives uh, in, and the way it works both ways. I wonder if you're high
1: enough up. If you're a obviously, if you're a vice president, but if you're a senator, or a big deal at all. I wonder how much you have to do for anybody to be able to rake in a ton of money, or if it's just if you can just make millions of dollars off of dinners and handshakes
0: and backyard barbecues and things like that. I think you do have to deliver some, and I think since these people, that is really the way they make their living. I mean they get paid by you you poor sucker taxpayers but the way the whole family gets rich is balancing the needs of those who are seeking your influence versus making keeping it cool making sure you don't go too far making sure it's not too yeah. obvious so they're very good at that that's the very thing they think about all day long
1: but if a you know if, if a sports stadium is going to get built somebody's going to build it so it might as well be our guys
0: Sure. Build it so that some money can change hands. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of the whole Fat Leonard trial going on in the Navy, which I've been reading a fair amount about. The The ships, our ships, our naval ships that are going into ports, they've got to be serviced by somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to bring on food and water and get the, rid of the garbage and blah, 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 all the stuff that has to happen. It's millions of dollars at every port call. Somebody's got to. So old Fat Leonard thought, well, I'm going to get hookers and blow and, and high-end liquor and vacations for these officers who decide it, and they'll choose me. And the officers involved, allegedly, said, well, we got to pick somebody. I'm picking a guy who gets me hookers and blow. (laughs) Doesn't make any difference to me where we get the bottled water and catered food. Right. But one final point. I mean, uh, if somebody leaves the Senate, leaves the House of Representatives, they become a lobbyist, a highly paid lobbyist. Why? Because they can get a meeting. Well, if you've got the vice president's son on your payroll and you're enriching him like a maniac and you have it on pretty good authority, or you can just guess, the old man's getting a cut of it, you sure as hell can get access to the old man, and they did regularly.
1: Grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. If you ever miss an hour of the show, Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty.